Welcome to Spectacular Slovakia. Today I have a special guest here to talk about Slovakia's touristic delights and we might even get in a nostalgic mood as we speak. Austrian ambassador to Slovakia, Helfried Karl, is about to leave Slovakia, his first posting as an ambassador, but before he goes he is ready to share some of his impressions while living among Slovaks, along with some tips for trips. Welcome to the podcast, Ambassador. Thank you very much. Thank you for the invitation. Thanks for uh, coming to share your tips and your impressions from Slovakia with our listeners. And uh, you are just about to wrap up your four year, more four and a half year stay in Bratislava. So how was it? What What are the impressions that you are taking home with you? Well, I'm told by colleagues that the first posting as an ambassador is always uh, something that you will recollect for a lifetime. And uh, I'm sure this will be the case uh, with my posting here in, in, in Bratislava and in Slovakia. Uh, but I also have to say that I made it an effort not to stay just in Bratislava, but to travel the country and uh, also to tell uh, my Austrian friends uh, about Slovakia as a tourist destination and I can promise that I will do this uh, when I return to Vienna in two weeks time, 10 days time uh, also and uh, this is basically uh, now a rehearsal for my uh, future, um, for my future posting as a Slovak ambassador to uh, Austria. <laughs> you have, what I was going to say, it's very convenient for Austrians to travel to Slovakia, it's very near and, and what I remember from our earlier interviews, you told me once about uh, some similarities between Slovakia uh, and Austria. You have found places that reminded you of your home. So did it really feel like home? What were the places that were so Austrian <laughs> to you? Well, obviously, we have this common legacy of the monarchy, um, of the Austro-Hungarian uh, Empire. But it's more than that, I think. Uh, I had a long discussion two weeks ago about this issue of um, so-called Austrian identity and uh, versus German identity. And one of the uh, things I discovered while I was here is that we have obviously mentally, I think we are very close uh, with the Slovaks. Uh, we are very pragmatic. And at the same time, the history is in, in many ways similar, although you were living in the Hungarian part of the empire. But uh, something, there's a theory that the Austrian mind was shaped by um, by the big differences between the Catholic and the Protestant church. And uh, there were waves of Protestantism in Austria that were then suppressed, and then there was uh, the the anti the Reformation and all these things, and anti-reformist uh, tendencies of the Habsburgs. And I think the similarity here is that this happened on the soil of Upper Hungary, as it was called, also very much. And so I think in terms of our uh, how should I say, uh, mental um, uh, relationship, we are very similar. And I always felt really very, very welcome and it was very easy for me to work with the Slovaks. Mm -hmm. Was it easy for you to communicate to Slovaks? How is it with the language? If yeah, you don't speak yeah. Slovak, um, how does it work? I made an effort to learn uh, Slovak and I can say now that I understand uh, a lot 
um, but I it, to speak it is very difficult if you don't have previous knowledge of a of a Slovak of, of a Slavic language uh, beforehand. Um, Language-wise, it's interesting that so many people speak German uh, in, in in Slovakia still. Oh, German-speaking uh, people tend to be quite surprised to find yes, so many German yes, speakers here. Absolutely. Yeah. Unfortunately, this is decreasing. Um, mm -hmm. We are having. I think it, it it this is not a good tendency for for many reasons uh, for our neighborly relations, uh, but also for uh, for economic reasons. But I also have to say that. I will also push for uh, some rethinking in Austria that we also need to do more in terms of learning Slavic languages. I think this is important. You've got many Slovak migrants living in Austria now as well. Okay, so let's talk about traveling. Uh, what's your favorite place in Slovakia? Let's leave Bratislava aside for a while. So what about the rest of the country? What is the first thing that comes to your mind? And I know you're going to be diplomatic, but... You don't need to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's not about being diplomatic, but as you know, uh, Slovakia is a very varied country, uh, and I think actually this is one of the strengths and the the part of the beauty of the country that it is so varied. Sometimes I think the Slovaks themselves are not. Uh, enough celebrating this variety, um, uh, but I cherish it, I have to say. And I have traveled really extensively uh, in the south. There is a place, uh, Komarno, uh, in, in, in German it is called Komorn. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did not know uh, about the place uh, before I came to Slovakia. And it was fascinating for me to find uh, the history, to find this big fortress, which was one of the most important fortresses for the Austro-Hungarian Empire. They were This was a plan. If something happened to the court in Vienna, they would amass all the troops uh, in, in, in Komano, in the fortress, uh, for the court to be protected there. And, uh, and then with the tragic history uh, later on, with uh, uh, also this being uh, uh, one, of the, one of the strongholds of the Soviet occupation army, um, this was very interesting. And at the same time, there are things like uh, in common, um, uh, uh, Ferenc Leha was born. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, also what i didn't know one of our uh, uh, federal presidents of the federal republic uh, was born in common because his father was stationed as a as a lieutenant mm -hmm. in the fortress and he was born in uh, i think the early uh, 20th century no late 19th century mm -hmm. and and so his birthplace is is in common um, so this is something it's This is one of the things that come to my mind. Another another city that comes to my mind is is Banska Stavnica, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, not only for the beauty of the region uh, and and also Banska Bistrica, uh, which which reminded me also of of my hometown Salzburg a little mm -hmm. bit with the mountainous area, etc. But. Again, uh, something I didn't know, and you can say, okay, these ignorant Austrians, but I didn't know that the that the um, the first uh, uh, mining university uh, on the territory of the Austro-Hungarian Empire uh, was founded there by Maria Theresia, mm -hmm. and the very important mining university in Austria in Leoben actually. Uh, 
is is related to this university because after the German um, after the so-called Austro-Hungarian uh, Ausgleich uh, in in this in the 1870s. Um, there was this Magyarization policy and the, the German-speaking professors, many of the professors, they went to the Austrian part of the empire. And this is when this university in Austria began to thrive. Mm -hmm. A connection I didn't know about, for example. Mm -hmm. What about the Slovak mountains coming from Austria? <laughs> That's, that might be not as impressive as for some other ambassadors. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yes, but they are... They are very impressive because they are different from our mountains. Uh, the Tatras is not is not comparable, I think, to the to the Alps in Alps mm -hmm. in many ways, um, because of the shape, because of uh, the, the the flora mm -hmm. uh, there. Uh, I found it extremely nice, and uh, uh, I I have to admit, although I am an Austrian, I am afraid of heights. Mm -hmm. So uh, I I one of my goals was to. Go up to the to the uh, what is it what is it called Lomnitska Lomnitska Stit but I I when I looked at some pictures there I decided that I probably <laughs> cannot do it uh, so uh, I admired them from afar let's put it like that <laughs> <laughs> okay we've got a, an article in our uh, spectacular Slovakia guide book about the uh, heights and uh, Bratislava seen from about mm -hmm. so that probably not anything for is, you. is is probably not my <laughs> cup of tea yes, yes okay but let's talk about what is your cup of tea <laughs> in bratislava because in the end this was your uh, hometown for the past four years yes how was living in bratislava i enjoyed this a lot um for for many reasons uh, i think it's one of the underestimated uh, capitals in europe mm -hmm. uh, i think there is a lot going on culturally also i very much enjoyed uh, going to galleries here uh, my wife is an art historian so uh, even if i didn't want to go to galleries i would have to but i do want to galleries also <laughs> and uh, and also the the musical life is very active so these things i enjoyed i enjoyed very much and also to see how the city is changing uh, over the past uh, 20 30 years i was here for the first time shortly after the fall of the iron curtain mm -hmm. And um, and then ten years later, once more, and and to see how much renovation works were done, uh, I think that's very impressive. And it's it's uh, when you look at it from a historical perspective, I think you can be uh, you can be very optimistic. Sometimes people are not, but I tend to be. <laughs> well, that's good. So, what are the places where you go to relax in Bratislava? I go home. <laughs> 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 so, if anyone needs to relax, maybe the Austrian ambassador's residence is a, is a good place to go. <laughs> so, so where do you take your guests? What are, what are the places where you definitely like? Wouldn't people want to miss uh, when they visit Bratislava? I'm not sure. I can. Uh, I can. I think what is very nice always is to go to heights. Uh, I mean, to go, for example, to the uh, to the Rat mm -hmm. and and have an overview of the city. Um, to to have this wonderful uh, view of the Saint Martin's Cathedral mm -hmm. from there. 
um, is is definitely worthwhile. Uh, I think uh, Bratislava, from, from seen from above, is is quite uh, quite a good mm-hmm. site. Mm-hmm. What about gastronomically? Did you find Slovakia very different from what you are used to at home, or did you find any new favorite? Meals. Yes, uh, we, uh, we are we, we are uh, big fans of Prinzovi Halushki. Really? Okay. <laughs> Although I'm usually not so much into uh, carbs, uh, but uh, I if they are done well, it's something you cannot get in Vienna. I didn't know it very well before, mm-hmm. and uh, strangely enough, there are more differences than than many people think uh, between the Austrian uh, cuisine and the uh, and the Slovak mm-hmm. cuisine. I, for example, I found out that Tafelspitz uh, is something that is not very common here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently this is also due to our historical legacy that in the Hungarian part of the empire, this was not very common. And in the Austrian part, in the Czech Republic, everybody knows Tafelspitz here. Mm-hmm. People don't know it that much. But you would eat some sort of Tafelspitz at home at least. Uh, like people do have that kind of dish, but it's very different from what you get in Austria yeah. in, in Viennese restaurants. Ah, okay. Uh, but we do eat schnitzels, right? Yes, you do eat schnitzels. We, we absolutely, do have that absolutely. in common. Yes, yes. And the apple strudel. And the apple strudel. <laughs> but it's not so easy, apart from Prinzove Haluski, if you don't take them uh, with uh, the, the uh, what is it called? Bacon. On top of, the bacon of it, uh, to, to not eat meat in Slovakia. I think this is one of the That's challenges true. for some of my friends who are coming over. That's true. Okay, so if you were to, just to go back to take a take a look at the bigger uh, picture of the country, what would you tell a person who plans a trip to Slovakia and doesn't know the first thing, like where to start? What you, what would you tell them to start with? I would tell them that they can very well start in Bratislava, but that they should not stop there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is what I have been telling all the Austrians uh, who, uh, at least in the meantime, many of them have come. Uh, although I always say that I've become a little bit tired of this uh, hearing from my Viennese friends once they come to Bratislava, oh, it only takes one hour to come here because I think uh, it's uh, <laughs> not a surprise anymore. <laughs> Um but I think most people do not know the places further to the east, Middle Slovakia and Eastern Slovakia. And this is where the biggest surprises, I think, come up. Uh, uh, uh the whole work and world of Pavel uh, from Levoča is something that uh, I found fascinating. And, and by the way, also very much, I found a lot of similarities to my home region in, in, mm-hmm. in Salzburg. Uh, because the the Gothic style there is a is a similar one to to the work that uh, that he was doing, mm-hmm. and and also the kind of um, altars uh, that so I this Levoča I have to say was a special experience for me, and 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 further to the east uh, also the 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 wooden uh, churches. Mm-hmm. I had a very nice experience in Kešmarok, mm-hmm. um, where first I I had. I have to say I, I really admired uh, the Protestant uh, wooden church in, in Kashmarok, this very big uh, church. And then there is next to it, there is a modern uh, Protestant uh, church, mm-hmm. modern meaning it was built in the, in the late 19th century. 
and it was built on the plans of uh, the very famous Austro-Danish architect uh, Theophil Hansen. Mm -hmm. uh, and Theophil Hansen, I feel very much, uh, uh, I feel very close to because Theophil Hansen built the Austrian Parliament, where I used to work mm -hmm. uh, for eight years, and we are now renovating the Austrian Parliament mm -hmm. building. Um, and this is one of the biggest construction sites of the Austrian Republic at the moment. And I was involved in the preparation of this before coming here. And um, the funny thing was, I was visiting this church by Theophil Hansen, at least the design. And then my phone rang and I got a phone call from the Austrian parliament. So this was just a <laughs> somehow kind of magic connection. And I really much enjoyed that. <laughs> well, that's a good story. So, but I also saw that you have uh, tried uh, your forces in the uh, Kosice Marathon. Yes. Am I right? <laughs> yes, yes, twice actually, <laughs> twice. But I should, I should be modest. It was uh, I'm only half marathon runner. Okay. Um, uh, I'm always very, very much impressed, uh, especially in Kosice. I've seen twice uh, former Prime Minister Zurinder mm -hmm. uh, when I was already uh, uh, relaxing. Uh, he was uh, just running into the in, into the, the f finish. He was line. just uh, crossing the finisher yeah. uh, finishers line, and um, and uh, but he did the whole marathon. So this is uh, very much and uh, impressive. And I must say, the whole Kosice marathon is also something many people in Austria don't know that it is the second uh, mm -hmm. oldest marathon in the world after Boston. Um, and uh, and I I did enjoy it. I did it twice: the half marathon in Kosice and once in Bratislava. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so maybe you're going to come back for that again. <laughs> yes, well, I have to tell you, it's not a secret. My biggest dream would be, um, and I've tried to sell it to some people already, to organize a twin city marathon, mm -hmm. uh, capital city marathon, because there are only two cities in the world, capital cities, where you could do a marathon between Vienna and Bratislava. And actually, the route is 40 kilometers. If you go from from the border, from Devinska Nova Ves, um, to uh, to the outer skirts of Vienna, you could uh, mark this forty one point two kilometer track, forty two point one kilometer track, and uh, and it would work. And I think it would be a spectacular event. Yeah, well, maybe maybe that's gonna work. Yes, that that sounds like a very good plan. Okay, speaking about the border areas, it's true that it's become uh, quite open to people. There are possibilities of recreation, cycling. Have you done that a lot in the Donauauen? Yes. Uh, one of the most memorable trips I had was with um, with a little boat uh, going down the Moravia. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and uh, just yesterday I was in Zawaskaves uh, because I was uh, handing out a medal to an 88-year-old lady there who is very much involved in cross-border projects mm -hmm. uh, since she married to Slovakia from the other side of the Moravia mm -hmm. in 1948. Um, and uh, I, I like this, reason, this region very much because obviously the Moravia is a protected uh, zone. Uh, you, can, you can really have very relaxed time, uh, see the beauty of nature. 
and uh, at the same time i think there is still a lot of potential for uh, for tourism mm -hmm. there uh, there will be also a, a so called uh, uh landes exhibition an exhibition of the of the region of lower austria in marhek in uh, 2022 mm -hmm. and they intend to uh to actually uh, uh, have the whole region involved in this, also the Sahari, mm -hmm. and uh, and I very much welcome this because I think you see from the landscape there that this is the same region. It's uh, but it's divided by the language, and uh, also I have to say it's divided by the Moravia because we are still lacking a bridge uh, over the Moravia. Um, uh, we we don't have one for about sixty kilometers. Uh, but I'm very confident that in the next couple of years uh, we will succeed in building a bridge there. Okay. So you have spent the past four years building bridges uh, in the metaphorical sense. I think you've done a pretty good job. And I hope that you will be back to Bratislava and also to Slovakia, to the rest of Slovakia, and that this is not the end of your traveling around our country. And that you will bring your friends <laughs> with you. <laughs> okay, thank you very much for being on the podcast. It was a pleasure having you here. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Anzani. I really enjoyed it myself. And uh, I promise I will be back. Yeah, cool. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you like traveling around Slovakia and have recommendations you would like to share with our listeners, let us know at spectator at spectator.sk or on Facebook. For full information about traveling in Slovakia, visit shop.spectator.sk to buy our Spectacular Slovakia travel guide. This was Spectacular Slovakia with Michaela Terencani, brought to you by the Slovak Spectator, Slovakia's English language newspaper. Special thanks to Tomáš Rybar for post-production of this podcast. Spectacular Slovakia is available on spectator.sk, SoundCloud or iTunes, with new episodes out every Wednesday evening. 